ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are so glad to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. I am the host. I'm the host. I am one of the hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. And I am joined by my best friend, 2,000 miles away, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. Somebody asked me the other day, how did you and Angela meet? And I said, have you not listened to our love story? Hello, it's our best episode ever. I just assumed everybody in the world listened to every podcast episode that we've ever recorded. (laughs) I don't really think that that's too much to assume. Um, But do check out, I think it's episode two of the podcast. If you would like to know how Angela and I met and how this all came to be and uh, how we're here right now with you. And before I forget, I just got to give you guys kudos because I've been sitting down like an adult every morning with my coffee and going through my emails. And you guys have just been showering us with such love. Completely. I mean, like it's really genuine, um, really amazing, just stories and kind, kind words. So thank you for that. Um, it's a much needed encouragement and a much needed boost for this podcast. And this is the podcast. If you are new here, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind, we are here to encourage you and hopefully make you laugh and hopefully help keep you in between the rails and keep you on the right track in your home as a homemaker, whether you're homemaking just for yourself in a city apartment, um, whether you're retired, whether you're a newlywed, whether you're a homeschooling mom, we're here for all of you. And we're all in this together. So many of the emails have just been like, you're my people. And we are, we're your people. Lest you feel like you're alone in this Countercultural movement of homemaking, rest assured, we are right there with you. So now that expression was in a recent email. Did you read that one? We, what? We were called countercultural in a recent email. It was fantastic by oh, a brand I don't new remember. listener. Okay. Now, so our tagline, which we've been forgetting to say recently, <laughs> last few episodes, is, so we're doing this whole thing rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no jumpers. And we mean jumper in the American sense, like a homeschool. Denim. 80s dress with big pockets on the front. We have a brand new listener. So hello, brand new listener. You know who you are. She uh, was referred the show, referred to the show by a friend. Loved it. Happened to be wearing a denim yes. jumper while yes. she was listening, but she's going <laughs> to extend us some grace. And she said, maybe she'll even reconsider the jumper. So, so welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your kindness while we, mm-hmm. we make little jokes about mm-hmm. wardrobes. Mm-hmm. Most of the I time think, we're teasing our own wardrobes. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> you listen long enough, you'll realize it all comes around to making fun of ourselves. So I'm I feeling think, like well, I've got a little Elvis thing going on here. The more, mm-hmm. I'm, the more I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> I was talking to Natalie last week about the fashion episode that we did. Mm-hmm. The and most recent one. Cause we yes. tried to do like one. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. And okay. she was lamenting over having broad shoulders and she's like, I no shoulder poofage, none of it. it. It's no bueno for me. And now I'm wearing this and I'm like, I kind of feel the same. <laughs> I want to no. take it off. No, it's good. Just since I don't feel get like a little belt on. Stop doing that. I don't feel good in it. <laughs> I don't feel good in it. 
Get rid of it then. What would you say? Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't take it off now, but I'm quite uncomfortable. Well, um, patrons, sorry about what, what you're about to see. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. Um, actually, a giant welcome, a special welcome to all of our patrons who have just poured over this podcast with so much love, so much encouragement, great conversation going on over there in our Discord server amazing group of homemakers just it's just so cool to see this movement and how many people are a part of it so do visit us at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and for being a patron for just ten dollars a month you can not only obviously show some love to the podcast to keep us going but you also get downloadable copies of my first cookbook and Angela's first cookbook. And you get video form of all the podcast episodes from season five. And so that'll be something that we continue on. Angela is working tirelessly to edit these videos for you. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, Angela, for that you're great work you're doing on those videos. Um, so that's a fun little perk that we were able to extend to our patrons. Um, and so that's been a really fun thing. So a heads up, lovely patrons. The uh, sorry, I'm dinging, I'm dinging on my end. I don't know even episodes. how to shut that off. It, I don't either. Everything's so connected. Dings. It's I like hate computer noises. <laughs> uh, the video versions do not typically drop on the day of the podcast. So the idea is you listen, you give Ange some time to edit it. <laughs> She's got children, and then the video version will appear. Thank you. Sometime, sometime in 12 to 24 hours, usually after the episode actually goes up on. It's a to totally different editing element um, than doing the actual podcasts. So, you know, yeah. Uh, what else? They get access to the Discord server. Yep. Um, and they get the printable pit list. And we have a cleaning list that we are working our way through as mm -hmm. a community this mm -hmm. session. So we've got a lot going on. Yep. Our Lots patrons. of freedom so there. You. Yes, thank you for all of our all of our patience. Um, I like it when you say it that way. We should just say it that way every time. Patrons, <laughs> if you'd like to be a patron of the show, you do. know what? <laughs> yeah, what? I now those shoulders like... are bugging me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There you go. That's better. I keep giving George a clothes. I'm like, I tried it. I hated it. Here you go. Have some clothes. I got this for you. Aren't I a nice mom? You. I got this just for you. <laughs> I do the same exact thing. All right. Yeah. This is my jacket is so old. You were probably like in third grade when I got this jacket. <laughs> So I don't know what's happening here. Maybe we'll go like that. I don't know. Oh, now I'm a hot okay. shot. Um, All right. Okay, today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. So this is a program that I run through my blog, The Elliott Homestead. And this is where you can come meet up with other home like-minded cooks who want to learn to cook from scratch, want to be inspired in the kitchen and need to know how to do that. So what this is, is I create five recipes every month and I send them to you either in the actual physical mail if you want that way, or we can do it digitally too, depending on what membership works best for your family. But then we cook through these recipes together through an instructional cooking video. So you get to learn new skills, 
try new things, taste new flavors, and be in a great community, a great community of amazing home cooks that are looking to skill up as well. So visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. I mean, one of the, wouldn't you say as a blogger, sorry, I'm going in and out of focus because I'm I know. getting, I'm getting aggressive editing. and it's Stop like, moving. Need like um, a ping pong ball, like taped to this. Thing. I know. Like, no, don't, my don't grandparents used to have one in their garage. It would hang from the ceiling. So <laughs> yes, they would, they would yes. The it would hit the windshield. <laughs> don't go any further. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been a food blogger for, a, why is it doing that? been a food blogger for a really long time uh-huh. and people do not know like you darla always says people don't know how to meet and veg right like there are so many blogs where it's like here's a fun fetty cake it's like well that's great what am i actually going to feed my family though <laughs> no, it's true yeah. like there's great you know there's great fun recipes and those are all great that's good too but we're talking like actual food here whole foods the whole thing. We make a lot of sourdough bread. We use natural sweeteners. We eat a lot of vegetables. We ferment things. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, cook.theelliothomestead.com if you would like to join us. I think I need to... Hang on. I got to read. I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm... All, all, uh, there we go. Took off that poofy sweater. And I know. Threw off my camera here. Right. <laughs> uh, let's cue the Y music, shall we? Let's do it. Please. For all of you new to Homemaker Chic Podcast, this is where we encourage you to belly up to the bar with us on this fabulous Thursday. Pour something, some beverage, nice Pellegrino with a few drops of grapefruit oil, maybe a nice herbal tea, maybe a good beer, or maybe a glass of dry farm wines. This is an amazing wine company that will ship you wines each month. I have been a customer for a very long time now because their wines are so clean and so good. And you just had a bottle actually last week of a regular wine, didn't you? Like, didn't you run out? Yeah. Tell me what this experience was like. I'll confess. (laughs) I ran out of dry farm. It's not going to arrive until like six more days and it's cold outside and I just wanted a glass of red wine and mm. I kind of got um I don't know it's like being hit hit with a glass of red wine mm. um I've been drinking dry farm for so long now I mean I can I can tell like this is a good bottle of wine okay I'm not gonna disparage this chateau they're mm-hmm. they're doing their best here but wow what a difference um, it's the sugar as, I swear it's, it's the, the sugar. sugar I mean mm-hmm. yeah just that mm-hmm. feeling behind the eyebrow, that headache. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> the right the eyeball headache, headache. Yes. and and just the um, yeasty, so mushy, cheesy, cheesy. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of us have, over the years, come to like equate that taste with wine. And yes, okay, fine. But it's so um, the dry farm is such a clean. The reds are so clean mm-hmm. tasting. And I don't mean weak uh, because I don't like weak. I don't mean thin. I don't like mm-hmm. a thin wine. I just mean like after a few bottles of dry farm, and I don't mean in one evening, but after a few bottles. Like, it gets really good. Yeah. <laughs> it gets really, really good, girlfriend. No, it gets, oh. you do, your palate does change. It's mm-hmm. just like when it does. you start, maybe if you've chosen to wean sugar out of your diet, you're like, wow, could I ever live without sugar? Well, it's actually pretty easy. Yeah. Some maple syrup. You can do it. You're, you do change your taste buds and um, mm-hmm. it's just a really big difference. Um, yep. It's yeah. very true. I, mean, I enjoyed so, this bottle. It's a good bottle of wine, but I felt like 
kind of like I was being attacked every time I took a sip. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, the dry farm cannot get here fast enough. So you can get three bottles or six or 12 shipped to the house. You can do white, you can do red and white, you can do a bubbly subscription. And uh, don't let the word subscription freak you out because you can go in there and you just change it whenever you want. You don't need wine that month. It's not a big deal. Basically, you're just setting it up so it will come right to your door. Mm -hmm. Which is so nice. Gift. So nice. So nice. Um, So nice. It's a so nice of the draft arms. Um, Mrs. Elliot. Yes. What are you sipping? <laughs> I feel like we always start the week normal. And then every time we record Thursday's episode, it's just like ever. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. I think they're <laughs> folding their husband's underwear and they're just doing their best. I think they kind of like it when we start getting a little... <laughs> Strung All out right. by the end of the week. Strung out. Um, so I actually drank a bottle of this earlier, but I I happen to have two. <laughs> I don't know the whole bottle. It's not what she meant. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a Bordeaux Superior. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I did. Pretty good. Uh, Chateau Ferrand Saint Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Grand vin de bo- <laughs> Grand vin de Bordeaux. <laughs> I'm so good at French. You are so good. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so this is a red. Have you had this one? Uh, Sorry. I can't see because there. There you go. Uh no. Patrons, check out. Check this out. Okay. Oh. This is a French, obviously French Bordeaux. Bordeaux is a region in France for those of you brand new. So if you know, now, you know, it's an 80% Merlot, 20% Cab Sauve blend, 12% alcohol. And just so you, you were talking about fresh, like it just tastes like fresh fruit to me. And not in any kind of like a muddy or syrupy way at all. Just really bright and really flavorful and so, so good. So this is one of my, yeah, this is one of my fairy favorites. Is so I was glad. 2019, 18? So 2019. 2019. So one of the things you guys will actually find with a lot of dry farm bottles is that they're new vintages. And the reason for that is because they're not adding any extra sugar. They're only using whatever sugar naturally exists in the grapes. They're not also adding any extra yeast. And so the only yeast that they use is whatever is actually on the fruit. So it's a very natural representation of what actually grew in the vineyard. The result of that is a very natural wine that has a lower alcohol percentage. So if you see a wine that's 13, 14, 15, it's that we've actually manufactured it to be that high in alcohol. A wine just left to ferment with the sugar and the yeast as it is, will have somewhere between 11 and 12% alcohol typically. And so um, you end up with bottles that actually don't age super well because of the lower alcohol content. If it has a higher alcohol content, you can age it for a really, really, really long time. And so just a little FYI, just because you see a young vintage does not mean that it's not special. Just means it's fresh. Um, But ironically, that's not what I'm actually drinking right now. 
Okay. I drank that earlier this week. Instead, <laughs> I'm drinking a beer. Okay. Do you want to tell them how to, before yes. you totally <laughs> sidetrack this commercial, <laughs> do you want to tell them how they can get some dry farm? Yes. Thanks. Because <laughs> I got bills to pay. <laughs> Visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemakers chic. That's where you can go get your dry farm order in. Subscribe to the bubbly. I was just going to talk about that segue to my beer consumption. Um, I've been drinking so many white wines lately. And I know that you typically associate like red wines with the cold and wanting to feel warm and cozy. And I feel like I am just bullheadedly willing spring to come by drinking cold wines and cold beer like I would in the summertime. So, all right. And now I'm wearing a tank top when I should be wearing a sweater. We had on so poofy sweaters. I know it's not going to work anymore. I'm never going to wear that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Here you go. Here you go. Um, So once again, listeners, Angela and I had a plan for what we were going to talk about today. And once again, we decided that we didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I thought okay. we, we could just um, talk. We'll just talk. And should we give like, just give everyone the heads up. We are recording this episode a little bit early. Yes. Um, because Shay has a family that she's caring for. You know the story of Danica. And so we want to give her space later on in the week to continue to spend time and love on this family. So, mm-hmm. so this is a, a few days early. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And so um, as we're recording this, I actually don't really know what Thursday is going to bring or, or this week in general. So um, man, I, I really wish we should get a guest on here. Someone who could talk to us about grief and mm-hmm stuff because I mean, I've certainly never experienced anything like this and what it does to your psyche is quite astounding. And, you know, even in it, I'm still obviously very removed. There are people much closer to the situation than I am, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's, uh, like I, I've, well, kind of like I shared last week, super hard time focusing on much else. Schooling has been almost not happening. And they say like, oh, keep things, you know, keep your normal routine and and stick to these things. And it's like, yeah, that sounds good in theory. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's also really hard in practice when your your mind and your heart and your spirit are just somewhere else. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit of a trying time um to focus on the positive um audrey danica's mom and i mean what what an example of just such beautiful motherly love i mean somebody who the type of mother you want to be you know that ferocious shield and strength and source of just comfort and um it's just been such a beautiful thing to witness mm. completely unselfish outpouring 
for one's child, you know, um, it's just been, it's just been such a beautiful thing. And just the way God is so, just so very tender to us, these little blessings that make such a big difference. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's tricky, 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 hard, horrible, horrible situation. Not what any parent would obviously want to go through. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, have you ever gone through anything like that? Like just grief over something? Um, my parents' divorce was really hard um, mm. because I was, I mean, not because not, not to discredit anybody who goes through divorce younger, but I was 18. So like, yeah, they were married, you know? Yeah. It, for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and some other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much I do or don't want to say, but I, my, my, um, brother had a child who we thought was going to die. Um, or after being born and I remember saying the words like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Like I live in a world where this babies don't mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. That's my little bubble that I live in. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I'd mm-hmm. already had a miscarriage. I mean, I've had my, I, you know, I have had a miscarriage, so I've had have that grief, but I just remember like I had um, a friend who um, lost a baby mid pregnancy, very traumatic. And I remember being walking through that with her. And then this happened with my brother a few years later. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like Mm -hmm. what a difference it makes to have it be right here. And then right here. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, praise the Lord. My brother's Mm -hmm. son is beautiful and healthy Mm -hmm. and five years old. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's um yeah there's a lot to be said about that grief is a it is a beast it is Mm -hmm. just an absolute beast and um the i think one of the hardest parts just not that this has anything to do with me but from my position mm-hmm. in supporting their and loving on their family, the hardest part is just feeling very helpless where if everything you do, it feels like I like <laughs> a drop in the ocean. <laughs> right. Like this isn't actually, you know, and, and then that's tricky, especially for another mother, I think. And, and for a homemaker where you're like, no, I, I sort things out. Like I know how to dig my heels in and mm-hmm. get stuff done and make things better. Like, I know how to do that. That's part of what we do. And to just not be able to do that um, is is tricky. So anyway, mm. bless her. Um, and to, and, you know, why not just say it to, to our listeners? I know you guys are out there because you've emailed me who have gone through stuff like this. Um, just bless you. Mm-hmm. Bless you. And I, I pray that you have found peace or are finding peace um, where peace can truly be found because it is, it is a beast. It is a beast. And um, you know, Audrey is a believer 
And, and so she said to me the other day, she said, Adam and Eve, you know, they just had no idea the full consequence of sin entering this world because death was not here. Death did not exist. Death is not actually natural. And, and so that's why we feel this way when it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't supposed to be separated. Um, And that's a very trying thing. And I know we have listeners from all over the board on, on stuff. So I don't want to get into the weeds too much, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, there is great comfort for a family like the Taylors and knowing that death is not the end and that um, there is resolution and hope and comfort um, on the other side of the veil. And that's, that's good news. That's good news. So I think it would be a good idea to have someone on the show because it's not um, it's not a subject that our audience is like. There are very few families removed from it right now. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I know we have a listener who had a very very close member of her family pass um, within the last week. We have another um, Instagram follower who lost her husband mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. I mean, like people. They have to deal with it. I mean, it's a, it is something we have to deal with. And I feel like we would do ourselves actually a a much better service if we brought it to the forefront and talked about it and dealt with it. Death used to not be something that people could avoid. People didn't die in hospitals. People died in their beds at home, Mm -hmm. you know, and death was a very constant reality for, for mothers. I mean, for general living generationally and, and being, you know, the caretakers of your parents as they passed. And, yeah. um, you it's know, I didn't think like about like pseudo. Yeah. Sorry. I might, my- no, it's okay. Um, I was just thinking about even something like graveyards outside of churches, like people used to go to church having to pass through a graveyard, essentially saying, Hey, as we, there's that great inscription in the church. And I think it's in Spain. And it said, as we, as you are, we once were, as we are, you will become like, Hey, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. We were alive just like you are. And now mm-hmm. we're dead and you're coming, you're next, you know? And that sounds kind of insensitive, but the idea of it is great. Like you sort it out. You got to these big questions. We have to ask ourselves, why are we here? What's the purpose? You know, <laughs> who made you? Like these are very, very important questions and facing something like death or is there goodness and suffering is suffering for nothing. Do we go somewhere after we die? Like these are significant questions to ask. And if we're removed from death, we're not forced to ask ourselves those questions. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's sort of like this pseudo modern luxury Right. Oh, yeah. So you and I read a lot of historical stuff and Mm -hmm. fiction and death is like always there. Yep. Always there. The risk of it is always there. And we've sort of just like as I think in modernity, is that a word? Like diluted ourselves like, oh, yeah. So removed from us, you know? Yep. And so we're kind of stunned when it happens and not that we shouldn't be, but it's still this... um, 
we try to, I think we do try to act like it's not an everyday part of, part of life. And I probably would wager that's why the last year has been one of the reasons the mm-hmm. last year has been extremely jarring to people because all of a sudden it's a huge part of life. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. risk factor where, you know, in years past, mm-hmm. you had a lot of kids because you knew a third of them at least weren't going to make it. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you just, made it to 45, you were the, you were an old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, when you read people's biographies, most of them are in their fifties when they die rough, you know, roughly mm-hmm. like 52. What do you die from old age? You know? Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, near women, just, they yeah. all die yeah. so young. Oh yeah. That's a hard life. There's like books and movies about like the real mm -hmm. hardships of pioneer women. Holy cow. Did we even have, I don't know if we had the podcast when I read this book, my grandma gave my mom a book called, I'm going to butcher it. It was, it was diaries from women on the Westward trail was what it was. Actual diary entries. I can't think of the exact name, which Didn't is silly. Didn't I send you one? These is my words. Mm-mm. Didn't I send you that book in your no. in your antiques box? I swear I sent that book to you. Mm-mm. You probably kept it for yourself. No, I didn't. Anyway, I sent it to you, <laughs> shocking. Like mm. they don't write the book. The book is just journal entries of women on the trail moving out west. I mean, wow. Wow. <laughs> Shocking. Are you going to be able to get that book title for us? <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. It's somewhere okay. right around me. I just Well, there's have... another good one that's fiction, but it's I think it's fiction. Yeah. It, it is. It's called These is My Words and it's really good. Mm, I haven't like, read that one. Could this poor woman take one more blow because I don't think I can read this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see <laughs> Part of me is like, I wish we could not have to do that. And I wish people didn't have to go through hard things. Mm-hmm. And I, I do definitely feel that way. The other part of me is like, how else do we deal with our mortality and our, and our flesh and our finiteness, our finiteness yeah. and the finality of death? Um, and contemplating those things, humans have been contemplating those for as long as humans have existed. Why are we here? What's the purpose? <laughs> you know? And those are good questions to ask yourself. And if your worldview can't answer them, that's a problem. Time to find another worldview. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> there, I said it so you don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> Please don't send me hate emails. <laughs> Go ahead. We won't read them. <laughs> Do you read when we get an email? Do you kind of like hold your breath for the first two lines? Like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, what's gonna happen? (laughs) Yep, that's exactly (laughs) what I do. I do too. Mm -hmm. Like, please don't hurt me. Please, (laughs) please don't hurt me. (laughs) That's exactly what I do. And it feels like your butt's all clenched, and you're like, oh gosh, what's it gonna be? (laughs) I know. And then when they're like, I found my people, you're like, oh, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Or like we had a listener who emailed us a couple of weeks ago and she was so great. She was just like, I don't agree with you on anything. She's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm assuming you're conservative. I'm a liberal. 
You guys are talking about making steak. I'm a vegan. Blah, 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 blah. But I love that. Not blah, blah, blah. Not to discredit, to take away from her words. No, it was a great email. It was a great email. She was basically, you know how we've talked about like, can we all just like, please stop picking on each other? Like, can we just like let each person do their own thing? That's what she was saying. She's like, she believes the same thing. Like, just let people be different. Yeah. And And like, you can still find value in stuff that they say. And she had, and that was her point was like, I find value in what you guys are doing. And I think it's and great. Goes, and then I go on chopping my tofu. And I'm like, yeah. Good. I, love I know. Yeah. I, that's what I, I responded back to her. And I was just like, this was the most refreshing email mm-hmm. I've had in a very long time. Yeah. And so it was just, it was such a good reminder. Like it's, you know, yeah. Let's not homogenize the world, people. Let's not homogenize the world. Very boring. Hmm. Okay. Um, so something happened. Let's totally change paces here for a second. We talked about Charles Downing, no dig method. And actually people have been taking us on Instagram because people have been checking him out on YouTube, which is fabulous. Do you know how much cardboard I have stockpiled? Wow. A lot. A lot. Okay. I've taken four trips to the recycling center filled the truck up four times, brought it all back. I have spread 5,000 square feet of cardboard. Not one blade of grass is uncovered because Charles says, you do that, like focus, put the time in on the front end and get it right. Don't leave gaps. Don't leave stuff left uncovered. Like do a good job. Mm -hmm. And I took that to heart. So I did a good job and it took me hours and hours and hours of time. And then a windstorm came in and blew it all off in one night. Ah, you didn't tell me that. And now I have four truckloads of cardboard that are just up against the pasture. It's like smooshed up around. (laughs) And Stu said, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to do it again. What other option is there? Right. Hmm. What other option is there? Well, and you know, you are kind of like ahead because you're doing this in like February. So I know I can't help myself. I can't help myself, but actually I'm starting my weather. first, my first seats this week. Oh, sucker. I start mine in two weeks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm quite excited about this. Oh my gosh. Do you know what I got today? I got this big uh, workbench thing for my greenhouse. It's mm. probably, so here's the thing. I have like the front of my house is conservatory, like two stories. Cause it's an eco house. So this is probably a little bit ugly to have in my house. Our plan is to build an actual greenhouse outside this spring. And so that's what I'm going to use it for. But there's no room in our garage because I have couches and windows and chairs and bathtubs. Sure. (laughs) A little warehouse. So now it's in my conservatory greenhouse. And it's like this fabulous old man bench. It has Mm. like a light socket and plugs and cool. I'm going to take this part down, but it has like the paper towel dispenser. It is mm. nasty and it's huge. We just went today with a trailer to get it. I'm so excited. That's exciting. It's not really cool in the house, but it's going to have to be. It's going to be cool now. outside. Yeah, yep. it'll be good. I can't wait for things to start just giving me some hope. Yeah, like, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. As long as we make it the next two weeks, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just, it's just 
we talked about this the other day. It's just February. It's just dang. February is terrible. I just had Jeff was talking about like I had to go outside and like roll down my umbrella because wind was coming. And that's what I wonder. Like, is does the rest of the world just think we're lunatics here in the frozen tundra duking it out? Mm. Or are we really awesome? There's a lot of cold places in the world. I mean, gotta be. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cold places. Like we're not the only ones enduring winter. Like the whole East Coast guy hammered a couple weeks ago with snow yeah. and um, we've only had like one. Our snow experience has been. It's I cannot complain. Winter we've had two weeks of below zero, but mm-hmm. um, but it's just gray and boring and horrible. So, yeah, it's just so. boring, boring. It is kind of boring. And even the stuff that's on the calendar, it's like, yeah, but it's gray and boring. Like we had, um, we had our friends over a couple, I guess it was last week and they've got a bunch of kids and we have a bunch of kids and we had them over so many times, you know, we've had them over so many times. And when it's nice outside, the kids will just go outside and play and run around and, you know, plunk around in the pond and climb the orchard trees. And like, they just get to, it's just fun so much more fun Mm -hmm. and they're great kids i mean they were inside playing board games but it's just not the same yeah it's not the same as them just being able to just romp around outside and i find my spirit just gets a bit restless when it can't do that just throw down outside Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm just so looking forward i'm so i can't wait to just be able to go for walks and not get frostbite again (laughs) (laughs) i just i love to be outside yeah, but same. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's a limit. Mm-hmm. There is a limit. Nine below. That's my limit. I um, yeah, I'm having a house full of teenagers this weekend. Mm. So we like rotate movie nights. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. Are you for reals? Yeah, I am. Okay, I love teenagers. I think they're awesome, and it makes me smile when I hear them. Like just. Sounding like idiots and having fun. I mean, they're all, they're just the boys, especially. Yeah. Painful. Yeah. Yeah. It's so precious. Yeah. You forget how, how that can be. Um, Georgia was invited to a Valentine's Day tea hosted by her friend Elsie. So it was just girls and they mm-hmm. were going to get together and they were going to have little snacks and some tea and they were going to dance. And first off, I love homeschool kids. <laughs> They're so fun. <laughs> like <laughs> I had a public school experience. Okay. Like I am no, I do not have my head buried in the sand. Okay. <laughs> um, and I just love, you know, we have such a beautiful community of other homeschool families around us who are very much raising their children the same way that we are. And that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. As a parent, when you have a community that's like, yeah, okay, your kids aren't the odd ones out. Yeah. You know, they their friends are kind of roughly on the same plane that they are. And that's mm-hmm. really, really helpful. Anyway, so they have this Valentine's Day tea. And like for the whole week before, Georgia was just like, what am I going to wear? Could you, could I wear one of your dresses? Could you help me pick it out? So, she, you know, mm-hmm. she picked out my like sequined cocktail dress that I wear, but on her, it's like down to her knees. So that's what she's going to wear. She had it picked out with some little black flats. And it's like, what kind of tea should I take? You know, and it was just very precious. This, Mm -hmm. this was as big as her world was. 
like this was it. This was the Mecca, the moment. Right, right. And it is, it's very precious. It's mm-hmm. so precious. And you don't want to squish that out too soon and be like, hey, kid, life's hard. <laughs> right. This is unimportant. You know, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Let them have their tea. No, I figure like if my kids want to have their friends over here, that is a great thing. It's a great gift. Yeah. Really great thing. And with yep. the same situation where we have this group of homeschoolers up here and, you know, we don't do sleepovers and there's mm-hmm. a newer family and we just found out my kids can have people sleep over, but they don't do sleepovers. And so this family, this mom was like, nope. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, awesome. Great. <laughs> that's great. He's going, we don't do sleepovers. So I said, that's awesome. Neither do we. Uh-huh. You're in good company. Yep. No hard feelings. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Excellent. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Got all the like basement furniture. And I think they're down there cleaning it up right now. And so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about this. Okay. We talked about this a little bit on Monday and my brain has been. I think you're going to have to fly me out for that one, Shay. I will. Please. You guys, if you didn't listen to Monday's episode, I have a basement. Right now, it's Jeremy's room, though he'll be moving um, in a couple weeks. So he won't be here anymore. So all his stuff will go. But it's my office. It's our, quote, throwdown room um, for the kids. And it's also has the laundry room attached to it. But it's beautiful. It's this big, has a gigantic, like a nine by five foot window, and then doors that will that eventually will go out onto a patio outside where a pergola will be. It's this beautiful, shady part of the house. It's fabulous. Anyway, our master bedroom is just so very small. And it's a cottage. And I have I have come to peace with the fact that this is what it is. And this is good. And it's such a blessing to have this house. And I will never forsake that. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that we don't love to try new things and explore our spaces in our home in new ways. And Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. Like you guys have heard me say this, mix it up. I just moved a rug because my dog went to the bathroom on it. (laughs) It's like, I better wash this. So I rolled it up and I found like seven books underneath it, just underneath the rug. I was like, this is why we have to move furniture. Um, anyway, so I ended up moving a new rug there and it feels like an entirely new space. And all I did was swap out area rugs and like put some new coffee table books out. Anyway, you used to have kind of like a Parisian apartment, sort of a room. Mm -hmm. That one that was on the magazine cover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember saying that room and thinking, who hell is this person we just it's so funny you say that because i was um messing around with a media kit the other day and i pulled up that picture and amelie's like oh my gosh do you remember that bedroom yeah i remember it (laughs) it was awesome it was so like nothing i'd ever seen before it's so beautiful anyway i have a dream of having a little bit more space you know like Jennifer was talking about carving out those little places that are yours. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have a bedroom where there was room for like a chair where Stu could like sit and do his reading, you know, or other things. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded dirty. I didn't mean 
<laughs> I wasn't thinking about anything like that. <laughs> just more space. Yeah. And so um, the idea of turning our master bedroom into the actual office where we could have all the work stuff up there close next to the family kind of thing mm-hmm. is kind of appealing. I got to say. Would you yeah. do it? Probably. I mean, I love... Um, yeah, our houses are very... They're opposites. I have yeah. parts of my house that are small and cottagey. And you're like, this is a really small room for this house. But then yeah. this is like my house. The way to describe it is it rambles. Just kind of keeps going. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird house. There's, You'll see someday. It's weird. Okay. Um, but... I love your home so much and I love your cozy little bedroom, but like as a mom with growing kids, I would want more of a retreat. Like you said, with like sofas and like, this is where mom and dad are going to hang out for the evening while you guys are hanging out with your people upstairs or whatever. Well, and that's the kind of thing is aren't that aren't basements like, I don't like that word basement. That does not sum up what our this room is. See, I would I'm never describe. I would not use that word for that. It's like a ground of, level. It's a walk. It's completely ground level. For, to use like modern. It's, it's a we're, walkout. We're on a slope. Yeah. And so at the front of the house, you walk in on ground level and it's the top level. And then if you go to the back of the house and you walk in. Yeah. This is ground level. I mean, it's just a fireplace. And there's and French doors mm-hmm. that go outside. That mm-hmm. screams mom's apartment. Moms, I kind of want an apartment. That's what we, I mean, that's what we're working on here. So I have yeah. like to the left, I have my bedroom. This is my office. Behind me is the master bath. Yeah. It's like a series of spaces. They're all connected and it's ours. Mm-hmm. And it would give us a completely contained place to put the office because mm-hmm. this is our throwdown room down here. And the problem with that is the kids are throwing down in my slash office space. Right. It's like, right. please don't don't touch the $2,000 camera. Like, Mm -hmm. please make sure when you're doing this with your friends that you don't get into mom's like papers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So it would just be like a, you don't have a need to go downstairs. Yeah. And if you want to throw down with your friends, do it in the living room. It's a great Mm -hmm. room. It's a, and it's big. It's big. Fantastic. Yeah. And you've got your bedrooms right there. Um, Mm. We've just kicked and kicked and kicked around what to do with this room because it's just, do you it's have the option difficult. for a master bath down there? Well, we could certainly just put a toilet in the laundry right. room and put like a soaker tub in there. We'd have yeah, to reconfigure a- it a bit, but we were planning to do that anyway so that as the kids got older, mm-hmm. there was another bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about private spaces. I would love to have a space where it's like, this is my towel. I can't. Joel's working on ours. <laughs> and I did tear him away from it to go get that workbench and he wasn't too mm-hmm. happy about it. But like, I can't wait. To oh, just yeah. Have like a mom's face wash. Mom's space. Mom's shampoo. <laughs> I mean, my kids are pretty good. Like my, because thankfully I've raised kind of like, like my girls, they all really love nice products. Yeah. Oh, mom, look at the shampoo. Isn't it pretty? You know, like, yeah, it's not like it gets like hosed all over the place. Yeah. And we're not big bathers. Like my kids only bathe a few times a week. Yeah. Um. So they're not like taking a shower every day kind of a thing. Like yeah. Every other day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to have like my own fluffy towels, mm-hmm. my own fussy bar of soap that nobody gets to touch. Like the joke was like for many years, every time we moved somewhere, the bathroom got smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Like the bathroom at Halfway Farm 
was it made yours look big. It was so small. That's yeah. when I fainted in after having the baby. <laughs> like that's what I woke up. I woke up on the floor of that bathroom. Mm-hmm. That was a great. I don't even think you could actually lay out on the, the floor of my bathroom. Like yeah, loved that. <laughs> How are we going to get her out of there? Is she stuck in know. there? <laughs> stuck. Yeah. They were like linebackers. It was awesome. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the only time I, it bothers me to have one bathroom and listeners, our, our bathroom is 40 square feet. It's eight by five. Um, and there's a bathtub in it. So it's teeny and there's, and it's one and it's fine. We've made do like that's, I'm fine. Right. I'm fine with that. Truly. The only time it bothers me is when we have company or guests over and it's like, you just have to like, if you're on your period, mm-hmm. like you have to be really aware, like kicking in, I've put toilet paper over top of stuff in the garbage can right. so that, you know, it's right. just, it's a little like, uh. or like if you're Shay's best friend <laughs> and she poisons you with a goose egg and you have like raging diarrhea, you're like, I'm going to turn on the faucet now while you guys are all eating breakfast four feet away. I've never been to your home before. So this is awkward. (laughs) We had a moment like that the other day where Stu and I were in bed and, and stuff. And then, (laughs) and then Jeremy came in to use the bathroom. He was just going to the bathroom before bed. Like, right. He did not have raging diarrhea. I don't mean that he just came in to use the bathroom. I'm like, there's like three inches of wall between what's happening in there and what's happening here. and it's not super comfortable for three inches <laughs> and as the kids get older i mean this is something we've actually this is i'm sorry we're getting into yeah. way tmi territory. sometimes i forget that like so many people are actually going to listen to this but i mean that's an entire episode like keeping the fire alive as your kids get older that's tricky and i know that there are cultures where yeah. it's they're all in one bedroom and that's just part of the deal it's not a part of our culture it's not right. something i'm comfortable with and it's not something I want to get comfortable with, frankly. Thank you. And so I'm not on a covered wagon. I am not on a covered wagon. We have options. Right. We have options. And if we didn't have options, that would be one thing. Those options include um, wall and insulation. And maybe noise-free being a floor away. <laughs> Our kids are all sleeping through the night now. Like, it's not like I'm getting up to nurse or right. they're not babies. It's like everyone goes to bed and knows how to manage themselves for the most part. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so being able, we could actually be a further step away from them and I, it I not mean, be such there's a so much deal. light down there, Shay, and you've got the fireplace. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that does to me though? <laughs> like I kind of have to pee right now. <laughs> just thinking about it. Cause I'm so excited. Three inches away. There's so many things I've thought about, like, you know, the end of the bed, the, velvet sofa that green velvet sofa that you had at the end of your bed mm-hmm. you know like i've ever since i've seen that photo i dreamt of having one of those at the end of my bed and again small stupid thing okay mm-hmm. not important but still something i i like to have a place to sit down and put my shoes on or what have you anyway i just had to come to terms like you're not gonna have one of those that's okay it's funny you say that because i can't have that here because my room is only 10 feet deep it's because that California King bed you have. <laughs> well, <laughs> my bed's only 14 feet long and it doesn't leave me enough space for me to walk around. <laughs> no, my room is really, it's, it's narrow. My room's, a, it's silly, actually. It's just not talk about lack of privacy. We won't start on that. But <laughs> yeah, 
I can't put the bench at the end of my bed. It makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. And just having more room to creatively play, I think, is always fun. And if you don't like it, you could, you could always, always move, move it back. back. Yeah. If I, if a six months in, you're like, man, I just don't like sleeping down here. Yeah. You could just move it back. <sighs> having an office, the idea of an office makes me all hot and bothered too. Makes my skirt fly up. Okay. Yep. Enough about that. Say. I'm just going to, it's going to spiral could, into Pinterest dream boards and print it out. <laughs> things it's even and, a big enough space that you could just have a podcast desk in your bedroom. Like oh, absolutely. To be able to tuck away. You could just have a little fancy mom desk in the corner. Yeah. A nice posh little thing where no one touches my mic. Mm-hmm. What is this? What is this you speak of? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Before it does sound quite like, okay, playing cards out, snow boots out, get your stuff out of my office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, please. Um, okay. One final question, then we'll move sure. on. You guys are actually just really being witness to like a Shay and Ange conversation right now. Um, our master bedroom, master bedroom upstairs. Okay. Would you turn that room to an office or would you turn it into a homeschool room? Oh, heck no. I, I would turn it into an office. Okay. I have a homeschool room. We don't use it. It's no, that's the thing. It's cold. It's, it's a, it's this weird, like I said, our house is weird. So it's this weird Florida room. like all sliding doors off of the boot room. So there's like no insulation. It's like a very dumb space. Mm-hmm. Looks great. It's an adorable classroom. And I always wanted one, but we don't use it. Yeah. We always start off in September. We're like, yay, this is the year we're going to use it. And then everybody mm-hmm. just goes to the rooms and does their school. Yep. For the dining room well, table. that's kind of exactly, we just do it at the dining room table. We used, yeah. we built, I was like, I'm going to be that homeschool mom. And I built a huge thing down here, actually, right where I'm sitting. And it was wonderful. And I had all the stuff tacked up on the walls and like, isn't this amazing? And then I was like, I hated it. Yeah. I hated Basically, it. It just looks cute. And it looks like- cute. It makes you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Even if you're not. <laughs> it's a great place to put all the crap, mm-hmm. all the homeschool crap. So mm-hmm. that's exactly it. And now I've just realized like, we just got to eliminate that. We Plus, just, the kids, they don't want to be trapped in a room. No, they want to the be all thing. over the house. They want to be able to migrate all over the place. While well, and learning, I have so. to be like, as I'm teaching them, I'm also stirring the soup or making, pulling the bread out of the oven. And so exactly. like, I can't be downstairs and then be jumping up into the kitchen and then coming back down. It's like, we have to just be where we are, where we actually just live. Mm-hmm. And that's the dining room table. I mean, it's the nucleus. Literally every room in our house is off the dining room. So mm-hmm. it's quite literally the center of all things. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Okay. Let's just say somebody's listening to this and they're like, ooh, that sounds fun. Like, okay. obviously old world is going to be a great resource. Yeah. Um, I love looking through your old blog posts and, and finding resources there. But like, let's say somebody actually just wanted to completely redo a room. What would you, like, where would you start? Or where would you go for resources for that? But my style's really distinct. So. I know. So, but... People like your style. I like your style. So let's just say you, you actually, you, where would you go? My absolute favorite resource for inspiration. I just did like a million screenshots again. The other day is English eccentric home on Instagram. Oh, that's my favorite. There's a, there's a lot of other things that I like, but I don't, they're not branded in my mind. I follow them, but I don't remember what they are, but that feed freaks me out. 
Yes. And it's not that I look at every picture and go, oh, I love this entire picture. It's that there's some element in mm-hmm. almost every photograph. Um, and they're all homes from around England. So it's not like it's just one home. There's, I just love it. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's like, it's totally what you said. It's picking out color things or, oh my gosh, that tile or that paint color. They had a home on there the other day. It had this yellow. I'm always, you know how I feel about yellow. I have no room in my house so far that it will work with, but amazing. It was just so beautiful. Like do a YouTube video and just show you, show like, okay, here's a picture and like, here's, how to pull inspiration from that. Like, here's how this translates Mm -hmm. into your not English house, you know, how to take the one element. It's just like Mm -hmm. with fashion, you take the one element you see and incorporate it into your wardrobe. You're not trying to like imitate someone's look or. Yeah. Yeah. You could find pieces of it. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm such a visual person that what I do with Instagram feeds is I actually will print off the pictures Mm -hmm. and cut them out (laughs) and write myself notes on it and actually build myself like a folder Um, because I can't hold it all in my head. And then sometimes when you go to, let's say the paint store, like you just need to, I need to have it tangibly in my hand. I need to be able to Mm -hmm. say, what about these textiles and these colors and, you know, some sort of antique like this or what have you. And I know everybody pieces things together different than that, but I think there's something about visually bringing all those things together, you know, and just actually seeing it. It's really helpful. And I just go back and I just scroll and I, cause it's, there's a lot going on. The pictures are, it's a cluttered style. It's more, it's not a clean mm-hmm. Joanna Gaines look it's cluttered. Yeah. And so it is a lot for your brain to, to retain. Yeah. Uh, so I do, I go back and look at it like repeatedly just do, 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 mm-hmm. do screenshot, do, 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 do mm-hmm. screenshot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I love too, is that we talked about all these coffee table resources. So some of my very favorite ones are by Ross Byam Shaw and she yeah. has perfect English townhouse, perfect English cottage, French perfect French farmhouse. Yeah. Um, they're all available on Amazon. If you want to look them up, I've looked at them a thousand times, they're but so like, good. Every time you take on a new project, you end up looking at it with new eyes. So like Mm -hmm. if I were to sit down with all those books right now, I would pull out completely different things just based on, oh my gosh, what about a master bedroom? Like what about a master paper gone off down there, Shay? (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when you tore that ceiling down? Yes, I do. It was horrible. (laughs) Or Stu, he definitely got asbestos poisoning when we did that. So you guys, when we moved in, this room that I'm in right now, if you can kind of see it, this wasn't here. This was all open. We put this laundry room space in. It was actually had a carpeted bar, like 70s carpeted. The whole bar was like carpet. Don Draper bar. Like something. a Don Draper bar. They had a pool table, a pool light that hung down, you know? Yeah, and baby. then there were a bunch of holes in the ceiling from overzealous <laughs> holes, I guess, from the pool table. <laughs> the fireplace was covered in like 70s rock, you know, like Brady Bunch rock. Yeah, yeah. So bad. So as and bad as it looks. Stucco. So they the ceiling was stuck ceiling out like chicken wire and plaster. Yep. And, and spray foam. It down. Yo, my gosh. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Oh, it was such a beast. But let this be an encouragement. If you are in a house that is not ideal, it takes layers and layers and layers and layers to get to one of those images that you see. Like, it's not one of those fixer upper things where you're like, in three weeks, this is going to be amazing. (laughs) It's like maybe in three and a half years, maybe. Seriously. (laughs) And that's, that's like this, um, like weird American lie that costs a lot of money causes a lot of strife and costs a lot of inferiority and a lot of money. And that is one of the reasons why I love the old world style. And an old world obviously is a very general term because you have British, you have like a really dreamy Gustavian Scandinavian, you know, there's lots of things obviously coming from the UK and Europe style wise. Um, But it's not perfect. It's not perfect. And it's and not even like those... walk into a showroom and pick out X, Y, Z and no. oh, we're done. No. Nope. And they, they deal with leaky faucets or old roofs. I mean, they just, it's just a different mindset. And I think we would do well to, de- to incorporate that mindset into our homes a little bit when we're designing. I think it would take a lot of pressure off. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh yeah. Big time. One of the things I love about the, those Ross Byam Shaw books is you'll look at them and like, the floor is so crooked that they're one side of the bed's on the floor and the other one's held up by like three With books. books. I know. I love it. And it's like, I these are rigging. Love it. These are millionaires. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and they're just like, I guess I'll stack my bed up on some books. <laughs> right. <laughs> just deal with it. <laughs> it's just so, yeah. You got to study them though. Take the time to study them. And those little details, the frayed sofa edges, oh, it makes my heart pitter patter. Mm-hmm. So fun, so so fun. Um, that was a whole episode about like absolutely nothing. That seems pretty par for the course on for Thursdays. So yeah, lovely, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. We are all homemakers. We're all in mm-hmm. this together, trying to walk with our friends through uh, sad seasons in life and yeah. figure out what the heck to do with our master bedrooms. <laughs> it all falls, falls under that beautiful umbrella of homemaking and this job that we have all been afforded uh, the wonderful opportunity to have. So mm-hmm. thank you so much while we um, walk with you and we yes. help you rescue it from the daily grind with our red lips and a glass of dry farm. Mm-hmm. And to our patrons, thank you for uh, supporting the show that way. We love visiting with you over there and we're glad that you are enjoying the video form. Uh, so you'll get to see Shea Ripper sweater off and you'll get to see my Elvis collar and, and my um, very white, white, white <laughs> shoulders. Sorry. Jeez. Is there room for like a sauna or a tanning bed down here? <laughs> Angela, I am so excited about this. I almost can't breathe. Uh, it's making me really excited. Like, Will you come and help me? Yes. Please, please, please. I'm not kidding. It'd be so fun. Good. That's a yes then. Bring your girls. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're going to they be in charge of cooking and cleaning that. upstairs while we're okay. working downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us. And we will see you guys again on Monday. Monday. Cheers. Cheers.